It is time for Around the 412 with Smitty and Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Around the 412. I am Tyler. With me, as always, is my co-host, Smitty. Be sure to go follow us on all of our social medias at Around the 412. And go check out our pinned tweet on X, as well as the top link in the description of the show on the listening platforms and on YouTube. we got year six of rocking Around the 412 of GoFundMe there. You can check out the mission. Over the past five years, we've been able to raise over $25,000 with the help of everybody that's been able to donate to provide Christmas for children in our local 724 and 412 area codes. So if you want to read about that mission, uh, be able to, to donate possibly and share it, please, because that's what we, we really need to happen. We're ramping up to Christmas time, so we want to get as many eyes on it as we can. That link is in the description on the listening platforms and on YouTube, and it's the pinned tweet on X. As well, there is a uh, Everything Custom Designs link. We've got the Etsy and Facebook link for our friend Haley Wagner, who is a small business owner. Everything Custom Designs, you can get customized clothing. My mom's got some. Smitty's got some from around the 412. Uh, recently, she's been doing some trick-or-treat bags. It's a little late on that, but you can get some possibly some aprons made by her and who knows, maybe some Christmas pajamas, maybe a Santa hat. You're not going to get a normal hat, but maybe a Santa hat that's different from material, different making process that could work. But she doesn't provide normal hats. But if you want to go check out some of the stuff that she does have, go check out those links as well. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we just, you know, looking back at last week's Penguins episode, we were pretty happy, right? You know, they lost an opening night. They bounced back with back-to-back wins against the Capitals and Flames. And we came into last week's episode thinking, okay, you know, we saw a little bit of something. It was pretty encouraging for a team, you know, that's the oldest in the NHL to be able to have their best hockey uh, within 48, you know, a 24-hour span, being able to win two hockey games. And uh, since then, they've lost to the Red Wings. They've lost to the St. Louis Blues. And they've lost to the Dallas Stars, three in a row uh, in the loss column. and. You know, I don't know that it was like the traditional things going back to last year, right, where they had the lead and then blew it late or something like that. Like, there's just nothing right now. You know, there's a lot of period of time within these hockey games where the Penguins just aren't generating any type of offense. Um, They just disappear for stretches. You feel like there's too many guys no showing on any given night. Um, You know, and and I'll be honest, like, I don't think he's above saying this. Uh, Sid. Like, I, I don't feel like he's been very good here throughout this stretch that they've had. Um, Ricard Raquel doesn't have a goal this year, you know, and, and this is just talking about, obviously, we're going to dive into the, the bottom six issues, which we could bring up probably every single episode that we do this year in terms of the Penguins. But they just have so many issues within the structure of this team that, at least for me, I'm starting to wonder, actually not even starting because I wanted this at the beginning of the year. Obviously, I had questions about the personnel. But even if you bring in guys that are, you know, right now in the AHL, they signed a bunch of bottom six cable forwards. Even if you start shuffling these guys around, at least for me, I'm just wondering if that's not more so just rearranging furniture and if it's really going to make any impact or if they just simply do not have the personnel within the organization to be able to play a Mike Sullivan style of hockey. Well, we've talked about it, right? The, this offseason, they really signed a lot of the guys that are of the same mold. So if you're going to keep switching in and out guys that are quote unquote of the same type of player, they're the same mold of player, 
what's the result going to be? Like, how different is it going yeah. to be if you if you do bring in some of the like the the Vinny Nistroza, Andreas Janssen? Like, obviously, in the past, those players have had good stretches of hockey, but if they're the same type of player that we brought in as everybody that's already playing, what is the result? How is it going to differ? I I think that that has been the damning thing of the Penguins through six games, despite the other problems they've had, whether it it be not being able to get a key save in a circumstance or sometimes the top six disappears just like the rest of the team does. I think that having a bottom six that hasn't been able to provide literally anything. I mean, you, you talk about a bottom six that not only can't score, but most of the time, I don't even think they look good in their own end, which is what we brought in most of these guys to do. We all, we said all offseason, that's, that's all we heard all offseason is that like we are going to be better defensively. They might not score as many goals, but they're going to be better defensively. I haven't really seen that either. So that's the issue I have with how the, the team is structured right now is like not only are they not providing any offense because you have three guys through six games in the bottom six that even have a point. You have Drew O'Connor and Redeem Zahorna and Lars Eller. Lars Eller got a a point on the very first goal of the season. And then in the game against the Blues, they got a point on Redeem Zahorna's goal because Drew O'Connor and Lars Eller assisted on it. But outside of that, you don't have a point from anyone else. Jeff Carter doesn't have anything. Matt Nieto doesn't have anything. Nola Chari doesn't have anything. And that's that's just the bottom six. You had mentioned Ricardo Kell. That's a top six guy, someone that we extended that you need to be providing you offense. Like if this is the way that this is going to go for the remainder of the season, obviously there's a long way to go. We have a lot of hockey to play, but based off of the example or sample size that we have to start the season looks a lot similar to what we had last season, where if the top six isn't scoring, the team's not going to win. And even if the top six is scoring, there's still times that they're not going to win. And so if that's going to be the case, that's that's your daily dose of medicine that you're going to get throughout the entire season. And you got guys in your top six that are slumping. Like you said, Sid, to me, sometimes looks lackadaisical over the last couple of games. Like it's not not really tactful in all of his movements and what he's doing and his thought processes. How much of that is because he feels like is he is he tired of carrying this team? Is, is he just tired of having to put the team on his back for the, the umpteenth time or however many times it has been that Sid has done this his entire career, except the difference is he's had a better team his entire career throughout the entire lineup. But the last year specifically, and in the, the early parts of this season, you have had a team that has half of their forwards being able to be productive. The other half provide nothing. Yeah, I mean, I it, like, I don't think it's, and I don't think that you were saying this either. It's not like Sid begrudgingly not putting forth his best effort. No, but like physically, no, no, no. he probably is, is, t- and, that, and that's the thing. Like, when you are relying on the aging core the way that the Penguins are, the entire job this offseason should have been to take some burden away from those guys, but they doubled down on it. You know, they looked at what those guys were able to produce last year and said, we think that they can still carry the exact same load. Let's add Eric Carlson into the mix and let's basically do absolutely nothing in terms of the bottom six, except for bringing in players who are also not very good. Like they didn't like you mentioned this before the season even started. 
didn't feel like they upgraded. They just got different within the bottom mm-hmm. six. And I know that we're, you know, we're not deep enough into the season to be able to make a full judgment on what they are. But when you're talking about getting one goal so far from the bottom six, and it's from Redeems a Horner who hasn't even been here the whole time. I mean, the contributions have been very few and far from what they are getting. And it's not like those guys are like having a ton of possession and just, you know, their underlying numbers are great, but they're just getting goalied right now when they're on the ice. That, that has not been the case. I thought the third line was okay in the game against the Blues last Saturday. Other than that, I haven't seen a single thing from any of the bottom six that says to me, this guy should be here right now and they can contribute to this team going forward. I mean, only one of them has a goal. And it was a guy that didn't even start the regular season up here. Someone that you had to yeah. bring in from, from Wilkes-Barre and redeems the Horner, which is the, also today they, it was announced. And by today, I mean yesterday for when this video is actually coming <laughs> out, um, yeah. announced that he was sent down and because, and some players were skinned up. Some weird stuff with to do with the cap. Redeems the Horner is going to be back up by, yeah. I guess, tomorrow Whenever you're hearing I this, I, I yeah. whenever whenever you're no. hearing this, I no, don't no, know no, whenever no. you're hearing this. It would be it would be today because the penguins are going to play. I guess today. Listen, it's throwing yeah. me off that we're recording this It'll the be day today. before it's coming out, and I'm trying to talk about the day of the game, <laughs> but while we're the day before the game. The penguins listen, play today when this is coming out. So yeah. Yes. Call but there was a weird cap move. Don't worry. Zahorn is going to be up in, 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 in the lineup. But it's it's a problem. It is a real problem. Even though we're only six games in, I can say that it's a problem because I saw it last year. That it's it's the exact same recipe that got you in the situation you were last year, where you were going into the final two games of the regular season, you didn't win them, and you didn't make the postseason. So what am I to expect? Whenever at least through the first handful of games, that it looks the exact same. Nothing has changed, and what am I to expect moving forward? How is this magically going to turn around and start? And, and then maybe, maybe they do just start magically winning hockey games. But through six games, it is very discouraging that they look exactly the same that they did to end last season, even with different personnel. Like we said, even with changing the bottom six, that you didn't necessarily get better. You just got different players. And the different players aren't even doing what you brought them in to do, which is get better defensively. I don't think they've done that. I still think most of the goaltending problems that the that the Penguins have had in the start of this early season is because of the play that's in front of them. Outside of that one Nadelkovic oh, <laughs> goal against where he dove forward. Yeah, that whole thing was a mess. But most of the goals against this season, I feel like have to do more with play that's happening in their own end against what's actually happening in the net. I, I think that that's a fair assessment. And so when I see that and how that is the the same thing that was killing the Penguins last season, same thing peeling the Penguins where you can't score goals from half of your lineup, it's, it's, it's very frustrating, even though there still is 76 games left to go to fix it for the first few weeks of this season. It, it, it's it's just like how are throw me a bone like how is this going to get better because you look the exact same. Yeah, I mean, I listen, and this is I have basically shut down anytime anybody tries to have a conversation about Mike Sullivan. 
Um, and, and this isn't me thinking that he's going anywhere. Like I think him and Dubas are attached to the hip, at least for a little bit here. But I brought up the point, like, do they just not have the players to be able to run his system? And, and the, the problem there is it's a lot easier to bring in one new coach as opposed to an entire new lineman of players. So like, where are you at with Mike Sullivan? Do you think that he still can get the job done with, whether it's with this penguins team or would you trust him um, to be the coach long-term and to maybe try to find some solutions and, and coach a new team? I'm not out on him yet. I, I still think, think there's, there's some things that he can do to help this team, but my opinion on Mike Sullivan has definitely changed. I, I definitely think like if you if, if you need certain players to fit your system and we just don't have those players, then maybe the Penguins need to could consider the possibility that they need to have a coach that can that can fit the system that they're built to play based off of the personnel that they have. Especially when you have the aging core that you do where they're not necessarily going to be able to play the speed game like they once did whenever Sullivan was first tired. And this is not me trying to indict Mike Sullivan and say that, like, I think he needs to be fired right now. This is just me stating publicly that, like, my opinion on him has changed from even just this offseason to now where I don't see anything different. And it's I mean, hockey coaches are weird, right? Like they are one of the the it's one of the most like revolving door positions, I feel like, in all of sports. And Mike Sullivan has been here for so long that maybe a change does need to be made if that's they want to get over whatever imaginary hump they need to get over. But it, it's tough for me to say that because of the success that they've had in the past. But at the same time, what success have they had? They missed the postseason last year. They haven't won yeah. a playoff game since 2018. It's mm-hmm. it's I think it's a a tough situation and a tough conversation that not only we are going to have to have, but the Penguins organization and Fenway Sports Group are going to have to have eventually if things don't turn around. Adapt or die, right? I mean, we've we've talked about like the reason that I can't buy into. Uh, I'm talking about. I'm I'm not comparing the two at all. But one of the biggest indictments of Matt Canada has been okay. He shouldn't need to have the perfect personnel and able to to be able to run his offense. Now, I'm not saying that that's the case for Mike Sullivan, but I kind of just said that, right? Like I said, maybe he doesn't have the personnel here to be able to run his system. And whether that's for talent or the age, obviously, of the star players that are here, I just don't know that they can play Mike Sullivan's style of hockey anymore. Um, Obviously, the way that they were successful in doing so in the past. And, you know, to your point, he's already well outlived the shelf life of a normal NHL coach, which is crazy to think because it really doesn't feel like all that long ago, you know, those Stanley cup runs and when he was first brought in. Um, but it is. So I, <clears throat> I, I like you, I'm not, I'm not out on him or anything like that, but I need to be able to see him adapt to the way that, you know, I, I, the problem with that though, and I'm basically having a conversation with myself is again, going back to the personnel is that kind of is the way that the league is trending, right? Like whether you want to say, that he needs to adapt to the team that he has. Okay. While doing that though, they're going to be behind the rest of the NHL playing with that type of style of hockey 
that this team probably needs to play based off the personnel that they have. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, do you do you implement a system that caters to the personnel you have and be stuck behind the rest of the league? Or do you keep trying to play this fast uh, paced game based primarily on the four check, which your team probably isn't the best at doing, but is the way that you kind of need to play to keep up with the rest of the league? Well, and that's the tough part, too, is like when and we're going to find out because they play Colorado. But when they play a team yeah. like Colorado or a Carolina or just some of these very much Ottawa, like Ottawa, the fast, fast based teams that the Penguins really revolutionized, like Mike Sullivan and the Penguins in 2016 changed the way that the NHL was played. It went from a big bruising game, (laughs) and now they're getting beat by it. It went from a big bruising and more physical game to a more skilled and more speed game because of the way that the Penguins won in 2016. And it's it's a copycat league. Everybody copied it, and now that's the way everybody plays. And so the Penguins are – what's that? I said said except for the Penguins, but not necessarily for a lack of trying. Again, that's just – well, except for the Penguins, but it's because they don't have like they don't have a team that's built to be able to do that anymore. And so, mm-hmm. if you want to improve this team, maybe it is time to like start thinking about a different head coach that could get this out of your players. Because look at what in 20, 2015, whenever Mike Solomon was brought in, one of the mm-hmm. biggest complaints was this team is not built to run a Mike Johnston style of play like he was being very defensive very shut down team but this team at that time was built to score goals it was built for offense and so when Mike Sullivan came in he was able to introduce that style of play and look at what happened they won the Stanley Cup I'm not saying if you change that your your coach they're going to win the Stanley Cup or even make playoffs or anything like that and I'm, I'm still not saying they need to change away from Mike Sullivan but you see what a simple change of, of coach can do that can bring a style of play that can bring out the best in your your line mates, in your players. Mike Johnson was not getting the best out of his players because they did not fit that system. Mike Sullivan's system does not fit these players anymore. So if he's not willing to change his system, then maybe he's the one that needs to be changed. Yeah, I mean, obviously I think that we're willing to have a little bit longer of a leash, but You know, I think that those are the conversations that are starting to be had within the fan base. Now, again, probably not within the organization. I mean, recently extended, even, you know, under him, Todd Reardon recently promoted and extended. And, you know, that's I don't know why power play has still been bad. It was good for like a game and a half and then it it turned into bad. again. You know what? I need to to be on here to call it again. I think that's the thing. Um, So, yeah, the power plays. The last time, you know, after the opener, when they lost, I said, okay, the Penguins are going to go into the weekend they're going to have multiple power play goals so let's just run it back you know they play the avalanche tomorrow or tonight when this is coming out they're going to score multiple power play goals if they get on multiple power plays i like it uh th- that needs to happen welcome by the way oh oh and three in, in their last game how many games uh, on we the, got on before we record play. next i believe there's three because okay. i believe yeah played- that's another thing too like and i'm not making an excuse here because schedules have sucked around the league but like haven't been able to get into the flow of the season at all. You know, you had the opener three days off before having back-to-backs, then three days off play, three days off. Like, it's been 
a very stupid start to the NHL season. I think that we're about to get into the ebbs and flows of things. And, uh, you know, maybe that will be to the benefit of the Penguins. I don't know, but I, I'm not yeah. making excuses. There will be three games the next time we talk um, because they play the Avalanche today when this video comes out. And then mm-hmm. they also play the Senators on Saturday and they play the Anaheim Ducks on or on Monday, excuse me. I'm trying to go also, to that game against Senators. Shelf life for Mike Sullivan, crazy. Because mm-hmm. like when you when you think about how Mike how long Mike Sullivan has been here, it doesn't seem this long. But in December, it will have been eight years since Mike Sullivan has been hired as the Penguins head coach. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That's probably beating the average shelf life of an NHL coach by like four or five years. I was at his first game as the head coach, and they oh, also traded for yeah. Capitals. They they traded for Trevor Daly. I was there with uh, Nick and Kazer. So a lot of losses. Yeah, a lot of losses to go around that night. Yeah, <laughs> but the Trevor Daly trade was the W to come from it. So two thousand eight hundred and seventy four days ago, or seven years, ten months, thirteen days, almost eight years ago, Mike Solomon was brought up as the head coach, and I can literally say know. brought up because he was Wilkesbury's yeah. head coach. Yeah, which I think a lot of people are probably questioning. So. It's obviously panned out. Will it continue to do so? We will see. Uh, but that'll do it for the Around the 412 Penguin Show for the week. Um, thank you for watching or listening. Like Tyler mentioned at the beginning of the show, in the description of this thing and wherever you are listening, we got year six of Rock Around the 412 going on. The first five years, we've raised over $25,000, every single penny going to give Christmas directly to families, to the children of those families in the 724 and 412 areas. We also partnered up last year and will continue to do so going forward with the East Rochester Salvation Army. As many of you know, they do their angel tree at Christmas time. You know, the money that they collect in like those red kettles and stuff. That's where these things are going to. Um, so we've decided to be a part of that in the name of our late friend Dalton Keene. Uh, his girlfriend, Kaylee, their daughter, Isla, they've been involved with it. They were last year. They're going to continue to be a part of it. Kaylee's been such an awesome, such a huge addition and uh, has been great for helping us. She's already got like five people committed to being a part of this thing and taking tags. And then Christian uh, Keats Barbershop, who sponsors the show. That's his logo right above Tyler. And it, his name comes up along the ticker here. If you're watching YouTube consistently, um, his barbershop over in actually he moved. I don't even know if we've really like mentioned Bridgewater. That, that he's no longer in Rochester. Yeah. He's in Bridgewater now um, is going to be the official drop off location for any donations. That's monetary. Or if you want to adopt a child from the tree yourself, you can drop off what you purchase there. And Kaylee and I and Christian and his wife, Anna will take it from there. So shout out to Christian. That is uh, 401, 401 oh. Burkich Way, Beaver, PA. There you go. Yeah, consider people that aren't from here. It's, are it's Beaver, say, but it's in Bridgewater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and then our friend Haley Wagner, everything custom designs, her Facebook and Etsy are down below. You can get a ton of different customized stuff. It's great for gift giving. You know, Christmas, not that far off. Get an apron for Thanksgiving. Uh, Halloween 2024, not 2023 at this point, but if you want to get a trick-or-treat bag in advance um because that was that was pretty cool she i saw some pictures of ones that she did and stuff but you can check out her page and see some of the de- design she's done and then get something for yourself or somebody else again custom work that she does uh this bad boy from pittsburgh clothing company though don't expect one of these uh everything but hats custom designs by Haley wagner uh other than that for tyler for myself this has been the around the 412 penguin show go watch another video which should be popping up on the screen right about now and until next time we'll talk to you then